0: Thank you, dear friends, for joining me in yet another episode of My Week with God. We meet here to share how God is present in our lives and the many and great lessons he teaches us. Thank you for sharing your stories with me so that I can pass them on to our many friends that are scattered all over the world and that these stories may encourage them on this journey of faith. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to wreak havoc amongst us and we continue to lose friends, colleagues, and family members. The burden is heavy on families as they lose multiple members in a short space of time. What makes it a very difficult time is that people are not able to gather and comfort each other or even support each other as we would normally do. It's not possible for families that are grieving to have the support that they used to because their support system is either grieving or unable to congregate due to the lockdown restrictions. We pray that the Holy Spirit comforts families that are grieving at this time and that the family members may find strength to come to God's feet and to seek comfort there. The area where I live has a great expanse of farming land, taking a walk in the morning or late afternoon is a very refreshing time as the air is fresh and crisp during my walk i found that it is the perfect time to talk to god and to connect with him on one of my recent walks i found a little nook where i could sit and be at peace um, and without distraction, a perfect place to be at god's feet The word says in Hebrews 4 4, verse 16 that let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find peace to help in time of need. God invites us to commune with him at his throne. He invites us to do so without hesitation, without shame, without guilt, but with boldness and confidence. Those who have believed in him have earned the right to be called the children of God. And this the Bible tells us in John chapter 1 verse 12. And it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Being children of God gives us the privilege to speak to him directly, as we would our earthly fathers. To be open and to be vulnerable. God is almighty and all powerful. He is all knowing. And whilst we can't hide from Him, and He knows our every struggle, He has a sympathetic ear and will hear our every prayer. As I spoke to the Father, I said to Him, Dear Lord, you know me more than I know myself. You know my fears and my anxieties, my challenges and my incapacities. I cannot hide from you. I may appear strong, fulfilled, and accomplished, but you know my struggles. I feel empty. I lack confidence. I have low self esteem. I feel unworthy. I feel I don't make the grade. In that I'm second-class. I may even be depressed. I often feel discouraged. Like my efforts don't matter or they're not good enough. To bring myself out of this abyss, I've sought cheap thrills. I sought validation in people, in fashion, in gadgets, and sometimes in food. But with every evening, came the sadness and the realization that I was still unhappy, unfulfilled and very lonely, even as there were other people around me. I failed to pray or to read your word. I have cursed you and I felt you've let me down sometimes. Lord, my thoughts displease you. My actions you are bore. But today, Father, I cry out to you like David did in Psalm 51, verse 10. And I'm asking you to create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. A clean heart that accepts and recognizes your truth, a clean heart that gives back your goodness to my communities. In verse 11, David also cries out and says, Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Remaining at your feet and in your presence assures me that I can download directly from you and that your Spirit will reside with me to guide me onto the path of righteousness and to comfort me in the times when I'm challenged. And in verse 12, we asked, Lord, that you restore to me the joy of your salvation and you uphold me by your generous spirit. What a delight it would be if the joy we felt the day we were saved is restored to us and becomes an everyday feeling. My friends, nothing beats coming to the Lord's feet being yourself, and having an open conversation with him. He already knows, by the way, but just say it anyway. God promises us in Psalm 55 verse 22 to cast our burdens onto him, and he will sustain us. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Leave your burdens with him. He is willing to carry them for you. So find your nook today, your little corner, your place of solitude, and he's there waiting to hear from you. Let us pray. Our Father, sometimes we don't have the confidence to come to you because we are afraid we are ashamed or we feel condemned but you have assured us that you will not allow us to be moved but that if we come you will give us a clean heart and you will restore to us the joy of your salvation. May we meet with your grace and your mercy at your feet. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Till we meet again next week, friends, remember, great is his faithfulness. With each and every morning, his mercies are renewed. All that we will ever need, his hand can provide. Stay safe, be blessed, and goodbye. Thank you dear friends for joining me in yet another episode of My Week with God. We meet here to share how God is present in our lives and the many and great lessons he teaches us. Thank you for sharing your stories with me so that I can pass them on to our many friends that are scattered all over the world and that these stories may encourage them on this journey of faith. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to wreak havoc amongst us. we continue to lose friends, colleagues and family members. The burden is heavy on families as they lose multiple members in a short space of time. What makes it a very difficult time is that people are not able to gather and comfort each other or even support each other as we would normally do. It's not possible for families that are grieving to have the support that they used to because their support system is either grieving or unable to congregate due to the lockdown restrictions. We pray that the Holy Spirit comforts families that are grieving at this time and that the family members may find strength to come to God's feet and to seek comfort there. The area where I live has a great expanse of farming land. Taking a walk in the morning or late afternoon is a very refreshing time as the air is fresh and crisp. During my walk, I found that it is the perfect time to talk to God and to connect with him. On one of my recent walks, I found a little nook where I could sit and be at peace um, and without distraction. A perfect place to be at God's feet. The word says in Hebrews 4, 4 verse 16 that let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find peace to help in time of need. God invites us to commune with him at his throne. He invites us to do so without hesitation, without shame, without guilt, but with poor and confidence those who have believed in him have earned the right to be called the children of God and this the Bible tells us in John chapter 1 verse 12 and it says but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name being children of God gives us the privilege to speak to him directly as we would our earthly fathers, to be open and to be vulnerable. God is almighty and all-powerful. He is all-knowing. And whilst we can't hide from him, and he knows our every struggle, he has a sympathetic ear and will hear our every prayer. As I spoke to the father, I said to him, Dear Lord, you know me more than I know myself. You know my fears and my anxieties, my challenges and my incapacities. I cannot hide from you. I may appear strong, fulfilled and accomplished, but you know my struggles. I feel empty. I lack confidence. I have low self-esteem. I feel unworthy. I feel I don't make the grade and that I'm second class. I may even be depressed. I often feel discouraged. Like my efforts don't matter or they're not good enough. To bring myself out of this abyss, I've sought cheap thrills. I sought validation in people, in fashion, in gadgets, and sometimes in food. But with every evening came the sadness and the realization that I was still unhappy, unfulfilled, and very lonely, even as there were other people around me. I failed to pray or to read your word. I have cursed you, and I felt you've let me down sometimes. Lord, my thoughts displease you. My actions you abhor But today, Father, I cry out to you like David did in Psalm 51, verse 10. And I'm asking you to create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. A clean heart that accepts and recognizes your truth. A clean heart that gives back your goodness to my communities. In verse 11, David also cries out and says, Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Remaining at your feet and in your presence assures me that I can download directly from you, and that your Spirit will reside with me to guide me onto the path of righteousness. And to comfort me in the times when I'm challenged. And in verse 12, we asked, Lord, that you restore to me the joy of your salvation and you uphold me by your generous spirit. What a delight it would be if the joy we felt the day we were saved is restored to us and becomes an everyday feeling. My friends, Nothing beats coming to the Lord's feet, being yourself, and having an open conversation with Him. He already knows, by the way. But just say it anyway. God promises us in Psalm 55 verse 22 to cast our burdens onto Him and He will sustain us. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved Leave your burdens with Him. He is willing to carry them for you. So find your nook today, your little corner, your place of solitude, and He's there waiting to hear from you. Let us pray. Our Father, sometimes we don't have the confidence to come to you because we are afraid. We are ashamed or we feel condemned. But you have assured us that you will not allow us to be moved. But that if we come, you will give us a clean heart. And you will restore to us the joy of your salvation. May we meet with your grace and your mercy at your feet. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Until we meet again next week, friends, remember, great is his faithfulness. With each and every morning, his mercies are renewed. All that we will ever need, his hand can provide. Stay safe, be blessed, and goodbye. again folks to my week with God. This is a place we come to share what God is doing in our lives and we see the Lord in all his glory in the many ways he touches our lives. We thank the good Lord for platforms such as these where many of us can come together from wherever we are and partake in God's goodness, more so in the times of the pandemic when we are unable to meet in person. It is my prayer that the Lord keeps us safe through this third wave of the virus. Two days ago, I listened to a sermon by a speaker that I follow on Facebook. Him and his wife are doing wonderful work for the Lord and are winning many souls to the kingdom. His sermon was on the life of Ruth. We know the famous story of how the widowed Ruth and her mother-in-law, also a widow, had to go back to the land of Bethlehem where her mother-in-law came from. We learn of her struggle and how poor they had been and how she eventually marries Boaz and what a beautiful love story it is. The speaker taught about the lessons we could draw from the life of Ruth and one lesson in particular impressed upon my heart. This lesson related to how Ruth had remained loyal to her commitment to her mother-in-law and the commitment was to go wherever her mother-in-law went, to live wherever her mother-in-law lived, and for her mother-in-law's people to become her people and that only death would separate them. This we find in Ruth chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. As we know in the story, Ruth kept her promise and returned to Bethlehem and did live there with her mother in law, even as she married Boaz. The speaker then asked a question that left me with a lump in my throat and a tinge of guilt. He asked if we are being loyal to the commitments that we've made to God and man. On reflection, I was reminded of a number of characters in the Bible that held fast to their commitments to God, even under very difficult circumstances. Job's afflictions were so great that in Job chapter 2 verse 9, we are told that his wife told him to curse God and die. But in verse 10, Job tells her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? In all this Job did not sin with his lips, says the verse. Job remained resolute and believed that his day of relief would come. We have the story of Daniel. He committed not to eat food of the foreign land he was in and even in the face of the king of the land said no to this great food but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portions of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself this is what we learn from Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 and Daniel did not stop there even as him and his friends were cast into the fiery furnace, he stuck to his guns and his commitments to his faith. And in Daniel chapter 3, verses 17 to 18, we are told that, and this is what Daniel says, If this is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. What bravety. There's so many characters that we could talk about. Moses, Joseph, Noah, Rahab, Esther, just to name a few. But the finger is still pointing to you and me. Asking what we are doing about the commitments that we've made to one another, let alone to God. Have we not committed to returning tithes and offerings, to evangelize and spread the word of God? Have we not committed to building worship centers and community outreach and inreach programs? And oh, yes. We've committed to be faithful to our spouses, to bring up our children in the way of the Lord, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And wait a minute, how about those habits we need to drop, the addictions we need to shake off, and all other pet sins that we have vowed to let go? Indeed, we commit and we promise, but are we remaining loyal? to the commitments we've made. I will be the first to admit that in a number of cases I'll be found wanting because I have defaulted intentionally or have allowed the issues of life to get in the way and I've neglected my duty. How are you doing? How do you rate yourself? I have purposed to write down a list of commitments I've made to God and to men. And we pray fervently over them that I may fulfill these, the Lord being my helper. Come, my friend, let's ask God. Our Father in heaven, how great thou art. The heavens and the earth testify of your glory. May your name forever be praised. We thank you for this time of communion and fellowship. And we pray that our sharing may be edifying to each and every person that partakes of this word. Lord, we approach your throne with confidence that your ear is inclined to us, and that we may plead our case with you. We've made commitments to you and to our brothers and our sisters, and we know that we've reneged on some of these. We pray, dear Father, that as we renew our willingness to fulfill these, We ask for your wisdom, for your guidance. And we ask for tenacity to see them through, no matter the circumstances we find ourselves in. We are often weak. We are tired and overwhelmed. Sometimes we are angry. We've been disappointed. We are despondent and so many have let us down. But help us, Lord, that we may overcome these setbacks And remain focused on accomplishing these goals. May all glory and honor be unto your name when we've been able to overcome. We pray for all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, dear friend, for spending this time with us. And may God continue to bless you and to touch your life. Remember to trust the Lord with all your heart. And not to depend on your own thoughts and your own reasoning. And in all your ways and in all the things that you do, pay homage to the Lord and he will lead and direct you. For great is his faithfulness. And with each and every new day, we see his great mercies. All that we have and will ever need, his hand is sure able to provide great is thy faithfulness unto us, dear Lord. Till we meet again, stay safe, be blessed and goodbye. Welcome once again folks to my week with God. This is a place we come to share what God is doing in our lives and we see the Lord in all his glory in the many ways he touches our lives. We thank the good Lord for platforms such as these where many of us can come together from wherever we are and partake in God's goodness, more so in the times of the pandemic when we are unable to meet in person. It is my prayer that the Lord keeps us safe through this third wave of the virus. Two days ago, I listened to a sermon by a speaker that I follow on Facebook. Him and his wife are doing wonderful work for the Lord and are winning many souls to the kingdom. His sermon was on the life of Ruth. We know the famous story of how the widowed Ruth and her mother-in-law, also a widow, had to go back to the land of Bethlehem where her mother-in-law came from. We learn of her struggle and how poor they had been and how she eventually marries Boaz and what a beautiful love story it is. The speaker taught about the lessons we could draw from the life of Ruth and one lesson in particular impressed upon my heart. This lesson related to how Ruth had remained loyal to her commitment to her mother-in-law And the commitment was to go wherever her mother-in-law went, to live wherever her mother-in-law lived, and for her mother-in-law's people to become her people, and that only death would separate them. This we find in Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. As we know in the story, Ruth kept her promise and returned to Bethlehem, and did live there with her mother-in-law, even as she married Boaz. The speaker then asked a question that left me with a lump in my throat and a tinge of guilt. He asked if we are being loyal to the commitments that we've made to God and man. On reflection, I was reminded of a number of characters in the Bible that held fast to their commitments to God, even under very difficult circumstances. Job's afflictions were so great that in Job chapter 2 verse 9 we are told that his wife told him to curse God and die. But in verse 10 Job tells her you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? In all this Job did not sin with his lips says the verse. Job remained resolute and believed that his day of relief would come. We have the story of Daniel. He committed not to eat food of the foreign land he was in and even in the face of the king of the land said no to this great food. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portions of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. This is what we learn from Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. And Daniel did not stop there. Even as he and his friends were cast into the fiery furnace, he stuck to his guns and his commitments to his faith. And in Daniel chapter 3, verses 17 to 18, we are told that, and this is what Daniel says, If this is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, No, we will worship the gold image which we have set up. What brevity. There's so many characters that we could talk about. Moses, Joseph, Noah, Rahab, Esther, just to name a few. But the finger is still pointing to you and me, asking what we are doing about the commitments that we've made to one another, let alone to God. Have we not committed to returning tithes and offerings? To evangelize and spread the word of God? Have we not committed to building worship centers and community outreach and inreach programs? And oh yes, we've committed to be faithful to our spouses, to bring up our children in the way of the Lord, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And wait a minute. How about those habits we need to drop, the addictions we need to shake off, and all other pet sins that we have vowed to let go? Indeed, we commit and we promise, but are we remaining loyal to the commitments we've made? I will be the first to admit that in a number of cases I'll be found wanting because I have defaulted intentionally or have allowed the issues of life to get in the way and have neglected my duty. How are you doing? How do you rate yourself? I have purpose to write down a list of commitments I have made to God and to fellow men and will pray fervently over them that I may fulfill these. The Lord being my helper. Come my friend, let's ask God. Our Father in heaven, how great thou art. The heavens and the earth testify of your glory. May your name forever be praised. We thank you for this time of communion and fellowship. And we pray that our sharing may be edifying to each and every person that partakes of this word. Lord, we approach your throne with confidence that your ear is inclined to us. And that we may plead our case with you. We have made commitments to you and to our brothers and our sisters. And we know that we've reneged on some of these. We pray, dear Father, that as we renew our willingness to fulfill these, we ask for your wisdom, for your guidance, and we ask for tenacity to see them through, no matter the circumstances we find ourselves in. We are often weak. We are tired and overwhelmed. Sometimes we're angry, we've been disappointed, we're despondent, and so many have let us down. But help us, Lord, that we may overcome these setbacks and remain focused on accomplishing these goals. May all glory and honor be unto your name when we've been able to overcome. We pray for all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, dear friend, for spending this time with us. And may God continue to bless you and to touch your life. Remember to trust the Lord with all your heart and not to depend on your own thoughts and your own reasoning. And in all your ways and in all the things that you do, pay homage to the Lord and he will lead and direct you. For great is his faithfulness. And with each and every new day, You see his great mercies. All that we have and will ever need, his hand is sure able to provide. Great is thy faithfulness unto us, dear Lord. Till we meet again, stay safe, be blessed and goodbye.